Home ownership is a seed that grows wealth and strong communities. If we want to keep reaping these benefits, our leaders must prioritize support for homeowners. During National Home Ownership Month, the American Property Owners Alliance is urging policymakers to recommit to protecting the dream of home ownership. Visit propertyownersalliance.org to learn more. Welcome to Caregiver SOS on Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zernio and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Caregiver SOS on Air. I'm Ron Aaron, delighted to have you with us. Our co-host, Carol Zerniel, on special assignment today, and we're delighted to have Tina Smith. She's been a regular as a fill-in, and we're pleased to have her. Tina is the manager of caregiver program operations for the Caregiver SOS program through the WellMed Charitable Foundation. Tina has a bachelor's degree in psychology, a master's degree in social gerontology. She's worked with seniors and caregivers for more than 25 years, she also has been with the Caregiver SOS program at the WellMed Charitable Foundation for over two years. And uh, once again, Tina, it is great to see you. Thanks for coming on board. Absolutely. I always enjoy being here and uh, meeting our guests. I'm, I'm looking forward to today's. Well, we're taking up a topic we haven't really touched on before, and that's the question of uh, caring for uh, youngsters and young adults with uh, severe disabilities, uh, all kinds of issues that for the caregiver can be very, very stressful. Absolutely. Uh, you know, often with this with the show, as well as the services we provide at Caregiver SOS, we focus on family members who are caring for older adults. But honestly, those family members that are caring for uh, younger persons with disabilities, whether they're children or young adults, they have a lot of the same issues. Um, and so I'm, I'm very interested in, in speaking to our guest, Dr. Crowley, this uh, today and learning more about uh, what, what they do for the, the children that um, attend their services as well as the families. Well, Dr. Help. Mark Crowley is the medical director at CAMP. Uh, we're going to be talking about caregiving for the special needs community. Uh, Dr. Crowley uh, is a retired Army neonatologist where he dealt with newborn intensive care, especially uh, children. He is now in private practice as a neonatologist. And as I said, he's medical director for camp since 2011, and he's been a member of the board of camp since 2020. And Dr. Crowley, thanks for joining us on Caregiver SOS on air. Great. Thank you, Ron, very much for having me on. And I'm, I'm very uh, excited to be talking about uh, camp today. In the Army, where when you think of the Army, you think of grown-ups running through the woods, uh, how, how do they have a neonatologist? Yeah, good question. Uh, the, the Army and all of the armed forces, um, we, we service uh, not only the soldiers, but we take care of all of the family members of the soldiers, too. So um, when we do that, you know, we, we have the occasion for uh, moms that have babies and moms and dads that have babies that have special needs and, and they're sick at, at birth. And so we have folks around like me to take care of them. Wow, that's a pretty challenging practice for a, you know, a baby to be in a NICU. Yeah, it, it is, and it creates, uh, you know, it oftentimes creates special circumstances for families and stressors and 
So obviously we try to help them through that, and then they hopefully the babies uh, get well enough to go home and then be able to participate in some of the programs like we're going to talk about today. Well, tell us about camp, because for those who don't know, it's a logical connection to what you do as a neonatologist. Yes, um, and and so CAMP, uh, which stands for Children's Association for Maximum Potential, was was created uh, back in 1979 by uh, an Air Force, actually, Air Force physician in training, pediatrician in training, Chris Johnson. So she'd identified uh, uh, that there was a huge uh, gap in needs uh, for some of the patients that she took care of. So she had a patient of hers that she was preparing to go to camp and get in a summer camp physical like we do all the year, uh, all the time in the spring. And her camper, turns out, could not go to the camp because uh, he had a, some special needs. He had some braces and things that the camp couldn't accommodate. So uh, she, along with uh, her fellow trainees and staff physicians, all got together and initially very quickly coupled together a a working situation where they would take uh, they would take kids that had special needs out to the hill country and other areas in the local local parks and provide a summer camp type of respite uh, experience for them. And uh, the initial uh, some of the initial founding members were actually a guy named Bob DeLimas was a Air Force neonatologist, and so that's kind of I'm I'm trying to follow a little bit in his tradition uh, as I've gotten involved with camp. Now, for those of you who may have just joined us, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, Carol Zerniel, our co-host on special assignment today, and Tina Smith is filling in for her, and we're talking with Dr. Mark Crowley, the medical director at camp. He's a neonatologist, and we're talking, Mark, about uh, the kids who go to camp, uh, and, and of course, the caregivers' parents who, who are their basic support. Uh, it's a respite opportunity for parents. Tell us about the kids who go. What are the challenges uh, that they face? Um, well, Ron, it, it could range from uh, something as um, not to uh, something as typical as maybe a mild physical disability. Maybe the child has some tightness, muscle tightness of an extremity that requires a brace, perhaps, uh, to a child that has uh, a need for complete assistance. They may be uh, quadriplegic in a wheelchair, be ventilator dependent, and have. Uh, feeding tubes and other kinds of things. So it runs that entire spectrum. Um, and what we do is, uh, and so those families uh, that, that have these these children, uh, they are, you know, providing these services and care for the children, you know, 300 and, or, uh, you know, 50 or 51 weeks a year. And, and we afford them the opportunity to kind of, um have their child well taken care of while they're able to get some much needed uh, kind of family respite and bonding time. So that's, that's the, that's the spectrum that we service. Um, and we do have uh, the, the camps are a week long. So we run Sunday through uh, Fridays and we do have camps that are tailored uh, to specific diagnoses, if you will. Sometimes it's what we will call a general medical week. Uh, and sometimes we have, um, autism-specific weeks. Sometimes we have um, uh, adult-specific weeks because these uh, children grow up to become adults, and then they still need these services. So we do, whereas uh, camp started out as is principally a, 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 
veterans uh, special needs organization we've had to uh, develop and grow and morph over the years into accommodating a lot of adults with special needs. And we know that in society today, uh, many of these children with special needs are outliving their parents. Yes, a- a- absolutely. And so that's, um, and, and so we are a bit of, we, we provide a bit of that transitional care, uh, you know, because we, we in, in, uh, in addition to just having the, the children here and, and adults again at, at camp with the respite, we also try to help with, um, providing some access and knowledge to services and, 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 that are going to help transition the, these children into their adults and help with that planning a little bit too. Now, I, without putting words into Tina's mouth, I know she's saying to herself, how in the world do you train teens, counselors, to provide the kind of services that many of these campers need? Yeah, boy, that's a, that's a huge piece of, of what we're able to provide. And that, that so, um, the, the way it's developed over the years is uh, we have the, the organization runs, has a core staff of full-time, not-for-profit, but paid staff that run the overall organization. But the bulk, the, the meat and bones and, and uh, the, the heartbeat of the organization through the summers is teens, teen and, and uh, 15-year-old and above counselors who – um, get specialized training every single summer before they can even ever be with the camper. So we train them and we, uh, at the beginning, uh, of a summer before they ever come to work with campers. And then we have ongoing training through the year. So what that entails is uh, they basically, the, the counselors basically come to camp and do almost the same week or a similar week if it's, but it's all training. And so we go over everything that a uh, a camper or a counselor uh, might need to know in terms of, you know, what to expect for their camper, how you do certain physical care things, the behaviors that they may exhibit, how you would deal with those. And so uh, we have um, we staff the camp such that there is at at the minimum there's one counselor per camper. Sometimes two or more, depending on the needs of the camp, uh, needs of the camper. So uh, the answer, the, the simple answer is uh, that you know to the question Tina was asking is training. Uh, so you prepare them, uh, and we have a lot of uh, older and experienced support staff around to help these teens that are taking on this huge, awesome responsibility. Uh, so that because it is stressful, right? It just if uh, you have a, a me or a family that's been taking care of a of a, of a child for years and years, but now we have a team that we throw in there for the first time and we're expecting them to kind of provide, you know, a similar level of support. So we obviously just don't throw them in there. We've given them all this training. We're standing there side by side with them while they're doing this and providing these services. So uh, it's very, very much a, a youth oriented organization. For the parents who are turning their kids over to you, that has to be stressful too. Many caregivers are afraid to ask for help. They don't think anyone can do it as well as they can do it. And suddenly they're saying, here, take my kid. 
Yeah, uh, that, I would say that is probably uh, the <laughs> number one biggest obstacle that we see uh, for for these parents that are that their first time. That that's their biggest reluctance because they're you know understandably a little bit afraid too. This would for every first time camper, um, that's almost always the first time in this child's entire life that they've ever been away. Um, from their family and from their family providing all that care. So it is stressful and a little bit scary, but we uh, try to help ease that by making uh, the camp very accessible and transparent. We are communicating constantly with parents. Parents can call anytime and check up on their campers. And so uh, we, we try to help ease them through that. But that, that is a big obstacle for a lot of families. And, and what we try to, the way we try to ease that is, is all the, you know, just being super professional and super caring and making sure that we've got all of the policies and processes in place to make sure that their camper is, is first and foremost, of course, safe and well taken care of. And then uh, has a great time, right? So that they and and the proof is in the pudding. Uh, we we have campers that come recurrently every year. If they don't get to come to camp for whatever reason, they're usually devastated. And that the parents all well, once they come once to camp, they they become lifelong kind of fans and alumni uh, of the organization. So we we we've been very fortunate with that. All right, stay with us just a minute, Dr. Crowley. You've just joined yep. us. You're listening to yep. Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Tina Smith. We're going to talk more about camp and about caring for kids and young adults with special needs. The WellMed Charitable Foundation would like to remind you it is important to stay connected while social distancing. Caregiver stress may be higher now, and specialists are available to talk with. There's no question that we are living in not normal times, but whether the new normal will be the old normal is yet to be seen. So if you are troubled, if you are feeling stressed, ask for help. Services are provided at no cost. See more at caregiversos.org. Hello. We're so pleased that you are with us here on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Tina Smith, who is filling in today for Carol Zerniel, who is on special assignment. We're talking about camp and kids with very special needs who are able to spend a week away from their family, away from their parents, and enjoy camp activities. And we're talking with Dr. Mark Crowley, who is the medical director at camp. He is a neonatologist. And for those who know in San Antonio, uh, Dr. Crowley, uh, Morgan's Wonderland, which is a park that is accessible uh, to folks no matter what their disabilities, uh, kind of mirrors what camp does, but it's not an overnight sleepover camp. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So uh, San Antonio is very, very fortunate to, in terms of um, servicing the special needs community because of Mr. Gordon Hartman, who's a, a, a wonderful man and a very successful businessman who has spent a lot of his life and his fortune uh, kind of helping the special needs community. So Morgan's Wonderland, as, as people uh, may know, uh, was a, the, his brainchild uh, because of his daughter, uh, Morgan, 
who has some special needs. So he, uh, while back at way back in 2007, started Morgan's Wonderland and other organizations that have been built over the years uh, uh, to help the special needs community. So we are a, I guess I would call us an, uh, we're allies. Uh, camps uh, that see it, my, my organization, Children's Association for Maximum right. Potential, is is a I would say an ally, uh, very much an ally. We service a slightly different population niche, uh, and uh, because we are and we are the only ones that do the intensive um, at stay away camps uh, that are providing all of the medical services, whereas Morgan's Wonderland. Is it's you know obviously a standalone uh, amusement park day park uh, where you can bring your bring your family. Uh, so yes, definitely uh, we have partnered with them in the past, and they're an important part of that. But we, we're a slightly different mission focus than uh, than Marcus Wonderland. And I want to come back to uh, the teens who provide the bulk of uh, the care for these kids during the one week stay. Uh, you, you take your average run of the mill teen who suddenly at, at camp you're turning into, uh, in, in many ways, a healthcare provider. Uh, take a, a patient on a ventilator, for example, who without the ventilator can't breathe, uh, and, and a ventilator takes some kind of maintenance and upkeep and technical know-how. Uh, how do you take a teen, Dr. Crowley, uh, or, or anyone for that matter, who doesn't have that background and experience, and, and turn them into someone who can provide the kind of help that that young camper needs? Right, right. Well, to, to be clear, um, so what, what we do is that the, the team is responsible or the, the counselor is, has a very, um, narrowly defined set of responsibilities to the camper. So what they're providing is, uh, the companionship, uh, feeding assistance, um, you know, the daily, some of the daily care assistance and those kinds of things. But anytime we have a child uh, or, or a camper that is has some higher degree of medical need, what we do is we staff uh, the facility during the week with all of the um, uh, assistance that, that that particular child may need. So, for example, if we have uh, a child that has is on a ventilator, we're going to have respiratory therapists during that week. So we don't ask the counselors to we don't train them to, nor do we ask them to be like a respiratory therapist, say, or anything like that, or, or to be a nurse. We have, we are fully staffed for the entire week with lots of nurses and nursing students, nurses on site, physicians on site. So we've always got all of these higher level medical providers and, and, and uh, licensed practitioners around to be there side by side with the counselors. So we have a big infirmary and medical uh, building up here that's open 24-7. And so that's one of the unique parts of camp is that because we have all these allies and we staff this so thoroughly uh, during the summers that that we can take any of these, almost any need of camper, and, and, and almost no other place does it to the level of intensity that, that we are able to accommodate. So that that's kind of how it goes, Ron. Is that is that we've um, we 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 are standing. We give them lots of training, and but we also stand there side by side with the counselors to give them whatever extra support that the camper needs that they you know that they are, are that's not in their skill set. Now, are those healthcare professionals volunteering their time? 
Exactly. That that's exactly. So we've got nurses. Uh, we've got physicians. Because you couldn't afford that's, to pay them. What I do when I come up, like I'm I'm in I'm in the Hill Country right now, and I'm doing my week of volunteering. So we come on a Sunday, and we stay the whole week uh, through Friday, just like the campers do. So we've always got all the appropriate twenty four seven, and that's what. And that piece of it is what we use to kind of sell camp, if you will, to some of these families that might be a little bit hesitant because uh, we staff this, I think, like probably no other place does. And we've got this so that the families can feel very confident that their child is going to get, uh, it, you know, the same or better level of care and supervision and all of those kinds of things so that they can confidently, you know, leave their loved one here with us for the week. So what kind of activities do the, the kids get to do? Or is it the, what you think of typically, you know, camp experience, the swimming and the games and the, the dances and all of that kind of stuff? Is the same thing? It, it, that's it, exactly it. So believe it or not, we've got uh, all, almost everything you mentioned we do or have here. So we have a larger aquatic facility with a uh, kind of, a, I guess you'd call it a zero entry level pool. A large, very large one. We've got another separate huge uh, hot tub because some of the campers that we get have temperature regulation issues, and so they need kind of a warm. Uh, it's like a, essentially, it's the biggest hot tub you've ever seen. And we have a lazy river. Uh, we have uh, uh, arts and crafts, uh, special brand new facilities. We've got nature where they can, you know, experience some animals. We've got horseback riding. We've got canoeing. Uh, and we have a big dining facility where they're coming for meals. We have a flagpole where they come every morning, and they can uh, get together. They're organized into groups, uh, and they have, uh, you know, the singing at the flagpole in the morning. So almost everything, you know, that you might think of at a, at a traditional camp, we have it here at, at, uh, at Camp Camp. What does it do for you, Mark? Well, a good question. You know, it's just, it's, it's funny. I've been um, associated with the organization since the late 90s. And so it's, it's just, uh, it's just very rewarding uh, to be able to help this population. And uh, it just, you know, it just feels good. And so I just, every, and it kind of allows me at least once a year when I come out to camp to kind of refocus and rebalance, you know, to kind of realize that there's lots of folks out there that have you know, issues that they're dealing with, and you can kind of help them along a little bit. So that, that's been a rewarding for me, and I, I think that's probably the same for most of the folks that are associated with CAMP. It's interesting because as a neonatologist, you're caring for very young infants, some of whom may have uh, really serious problems, and you get to see the result of what you did, keeping them alive and giving them a quality of life, and there they are at CAMP. Yeah, and that, that you know, it's it's that's exactly it's the, the the legacy of camp has been rooted in neonatology for some reason. And Bob DeLimos, the one of the founders of camp, was a you know was one of my uh, uh, was a neonatologist. It was in my lineage, if you will, or I'm in his lineage. And so, uh, and he said that specifically. He said, you know, it's important for us to come out, you know, and be part of organizations like this to understand. You know what the what what's the end result? What are the families going through? What happened to the patient? What happened to the baby? And so, yeah, that's that's a big part of it for sure for me at least. Now, what about the kids who are your uh, teen counselors? Have you been able to track how many end up going into healthcare? 
Oh, good question. Uh, I, I'm sure we have that number. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but I will tell you this. Clearly, a number of the, the, the kind of getting back to one of the points you're asking about before, um, it is uh, I, miraculous is not too strong a word to describe the change in teens sometime when you had this, you had a teen who was oh, being a typical teen, and then they come to this to camp and they give them these tremendous responsibilities and they just rise to the occasion and they become these totally different, you know, mature people. And there's many, many uh, families and, and parents that will describe this change that they've seen in their kids. And so because of that, um, there are a lot of campers or uh, there are a lot of counselors that end up, you know, this ends up kind of sparking their interest in servicing the special needs community. So they will go into maybe social work or go on to nursing or go on to something else that's related to the special needs community. There's a, there's a whole, there's a whole skill set and, and job uh, field of uh, special needs camping. And, and so some people decide to go into that uh, for sure. And we've got more than a, we've had, we've had more than a few, uh, campers that meet other cam- uh, counselors that meet other counselors and they grow up because they're doing this and they end up getting married and have kids and then they come back and oh, they I love that. Um, help serve camp in the special needs community. Just have a few seconds left for folks who want to get more info on camp. What's the website? Yes, yeah, so uh, very easy. It's www.campcampcamp.org. O-R-G, everything's on our website. Thank you for being with us. We're out of time. For Tina Smith, I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us on Caregiver SOS On Air. Executive producers for Caregiver SOS On Air are Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron. Our associate producer is Christy Romero. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on Caregiver SOS On Air. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org. For 20 years, America has celebrated National Home Ownership Month in June. Our country recognizes home ownership as one of the best ways to build wealth and stable communities. But over the years, support for home ownership has dwindled, and our leaders have lost sight of its value. The American Property Owners Alliance is taking action to change that. Visit PropertyOwnersAlliance.org to learn how we can work together to protect the dream of home ownership.